You are listening to the Scheduled Forced Fun Podcast. Everything that you are about to hear is the opinion of us. And I hate that we have to say that it's our opinion because obviously it's our opinion. And if you don't like it, you can... Fuck off. Also, everything we are about to say is our opinion. And if you don't like it, you can... Fuck off. End of disclaimer. Enjoy the show. Fuck off. Yay! Welcome to episode 98 of the Scheduled Forced Fun Podcast. I am Sunny, joined by TJ, and Tomato is with us special today. Say hi, Tomato. Hello. Say hi, TJ. Hola. So what are we talking about today? I don't know, Sonny. What are we talking about? Your favorite thing in the entire <laughs> world, apparently. Fuck off. No. No. You guys want to rag all over the DC universe. So let's talk about that. Truth? So let's talk about that. Well, it's not ragging on if it's true. <laughs> so. Well, well, here's my thing with DC. DC's movies that involve heroes suck. Majorly. But they do amazingly with the villains. Like the Joker and Black Adam, if they'd ever make a movie, which would be awesome to make a Black Adam movie. Um, it's all then because the biggest one that flopped was the one that she liked, Justice League. <laughs> I liked it. No, I liked it because it's entertaining. I just want to go to the movies to be entertained. I don't I don't know. The comics, I don't know any of it. I just want to go and be entertained. I love Wonder Woman. I love Aquaman, obviously, because Jason Momoa is my celebrity boyfriend. He is not Roman Reigns. I wanted to be entertained, and I was. And I know you guys hate it because it's whatever, the nerd culture bullshit. So, the problem is the movies aren't necessarily bad if you don't know the potential of it. If you don't know the stories that have been told and how good they can be, then you're not going to see it as bad because you're going into it with no expectations. But being a comic book fan, reading these stories, knowing how well they can be told, and then seeing what Hollywood puts out as their version of it is just disappointing. Because you see something and you you know how much better it could be. So, all right, on the... Kind of the same level, Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad could have been this great movie had they all all they had to do was one thing. All they had to do was make the Joker the villain of the movie mm-hmm. because he. Uh, I mean, you take the the temptress, and yeah. she was just enchantress. It, enchantress, whatever. They're the same character, pretty much between Marvel and DC. Temptress, enchantress. Same character. Um, but it, it was just a lackluster villain. She really had no reason for what she was doing. And and that just seems to be the problem with DC is there's really no reason for what... You, you don't get why people are doing what they're doing because there's really no drive behind it. They're trying to catch up to what Marvel has been doing for the last, what... It's like 10 years now, Marvel. Yeah, I mean, since the very first Iron Man movie. And and Marvel took their time to build a universe. Mm -hmm. 
But X Men came out in like two thousand one. But that's. Is that not the same? Whoa. See, now Sonia is showing her unnerd wisdom. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's break this down real quick. Okay, so Marvel back in the 90s, in order to stay in business, because Marvel came very close to shutting its doors, they sold the rights to some of their characters off to different movie studios. So, for instance, Sony acquired Spider-Man. Which is why Sony always made the Spider-Man movies. And you never saw Spider-Man in any of the Marvel movies up until Civil War. Mm. When Marvel kind of worked out a deal with Sony on that. Um, The Fantastic Four and the X-Men were sold off to Fox. Which is why those characters you've never seen in any of the Avengers movies. And why they also just sucked. Because same thing. Potentially they could have been good movies. Wolverine was great just because Wolverine was played by a great actor and he made the most of that role. But other than that, I mean, X-Men Origins. Do I need to say anymore? I mean, you take a character as good as Deadpool, and I'm not being a Deadpool mark as much as we all know I love Deadpool, but that's a great... No, we don't know how much you love Deadpool. Tell us how much you love Deadpool. I love Deadpool so much. (laughs) Let's just say this. The man's house is littered with Deadpool stuff. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but you take a character that's so great, which everybody knows now because they've seen that character and what he is, and it, the moniker for Deadpool was the Merc with a Mouth. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing that they do in so X-Men Origins mouth. Yeah, no mouth. is so his mouth shut. What? Why? That'd be like if you took Batman and put him in like a pink gorilla suit. That would be awesome, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, that would be great. That would be kind of awesome. Like it's, a big, giant pink gorilla yes, coming after you. Yes, That would be amazing. But at the same <laughs> time, Batman spoke like a 12-year-old girl as well. <laughs> I mean, you take away the character's essence, you know, and that that's, that's what DC has been doing with a lot of these movies, is they take away the essence of the, the, the character. Uh, I mean, Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman has done, he's done okay, but Batman is just, Batman's always prepared for everything. No matter what, no matter what situation Batman's thrown into, he has a solution for it. And in the movies, he's just kind of like, oh, I guess I should do this. Oh, wait, no, I need Superman to save me. No. Batman has never been in a situation where he's like, I need Superman to save me. Right. It's just never happened. Can we talk Is about it, Batman? Because who's the best Batman? Who's the worst Batman? Who's the best best Batman? Eh. Who do you think? Who do you think I think is the best Batman? I got my answer. I stuck with it the whole entire time. I don't know. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael it's, it's Keaton either Michael will always be the best Batman. He <laughs> took okay. the essence of everything. He did. The worst Batman, I think, oh. is a tie. It's a tie between Val Kilmer <laughs> and George Clooney. George yes. <laughs> but see, here's the thing with that, even. George Clooney potentially could have been a good mm. Batman if Joel Shoemaker did not make those movies, those movies are so, so campy. Terrible. When Tim Burton had the rights to make those movies, they were great because they kept to that that aura of Batman and the darkness. And Gotham was this gothic, just mm-hmm. dark right. city. And Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman and Danny DeVito Danny as the DeVito. Penguin. He was great. I mean, he was, was awesome. great. And then you go from that 
to having freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. I mean... And then they fucked up Bane. Yes. I mean, Bane's just a big guy that that just... he In the comic books, he broke Batman. That that was Bane's whole Mm -hmm. thing. He literally picked up Batman, snapped him over his back, and Batman thought he was done. So did you like the Christian Bale movies? The Christian Bale movies were good for what they were. But they would not fit into an actual DC universe. Mm. No. Because with the DC universe, you would have to suspend disbelief. Like, you've got to... You've got to go to the movie to see a, to see a science fiction comic book movie. Whereas in that universe, Christopher Nolan's universe, based everything in reality. Mm. And it worked for what it was. And they were good movies. But... If you were to put Superman into that universe, it just would not work. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're looking at two different levels of of movie universes. And, and honestly, I'm sorry. It'd be like if you if you dropped Wolverine into a James Bond movie. <laughs> I mean it just it's yeah, it's not gonna not gonna work. Everything needs to be level and it definitely wouldn't work out. So And honestly that's what I think the big Flop with Batman versus Superman was because he took, like, the setting of that movie was just like almost as bad as as dark as when Tim Burton took it over. It was like that very dark, violent kind of city, and then all of a sudden here comes this nice guy, Superman comes in. I guess there also has a big beef with Batman, <laughs> but but then Wonder was, Woman comes in out of nowhere. That, that was, was kinda, also different because Tim Burton's dark, but it's a fun dark. Yeah, it's not The like original dark, dark. Batman <laughs> movies were dark, but they were fun. Yeah. Like, you're entertained the whole movie. Batman versus Superman was dark and gloomy. Yeah. And the whole movie, you're just depressed and ready for it to be over. Yeah, exactly. As much I fell of a, asleep yeah, multiple boring. times. I mean, as much of a comic book fan as I was, I was literally bored during Batman versus Superman. So was I. I did. That was probably my least favorite Batman film. Definitely, was that, yeah. definitely, and especially considering that's the movie that introduced this version of Batman to the DC universe. It, and then, then they also they keep trying to make Lewis Lane such an integral part of this universe, and nobody mm-hmm. cares. No. no, nobody cares about Lewis. People go to a superhero movie to see the superheroes. You know, it's little tangent here but it's like when they made the alien versus predator movie and nine tenths of the movie was the humans nobody right. you don't go to see alien versus predator to see the humans you go to see alien versus predator to see aliens versus predators same thing you go to batman versus superman to see batman versus superman not to get a five minute tease of that and then when they figure out both of their mom's names are Martha they become best friends (laughs) I mean the guy that wrote that scene I just I want to smack him so bad so bad I hope it wasn't Zack Snyder that did that because I love him and he makes great movies but I really hope he did not write that scene because that was just horrible I mean how do you want to kill somebody and then when you find out their mom's name is the same as yours, you completely do a 360. Yeah, right. I mean, he had this beef through the whole entire film. 
that he pretty much wanted to kill each other, and hence why Batman had to upgrade to the armor suit. That's the one part that I was awake for, was the Martha part. <laughs> and then, but then all of a sudden, oh. Or, but then it's the scene from Step Brothers. <laughs> Didn't we just become best friends? <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> yup! <laughs> and, and the thing is, DC doesn't realize that everybody's laughing at them about that, and not in a good way. It's They should be humiliated by that. Yeah. You know, and... And just with the state of their universe in general, they, they should just... So, I mean, the thing is, Marvel pretty much, for the most part, has control of their movies. Mm-hmm. DC has Warner Brothers that's really... They come in towards the end, and if they don't like the way something's put together or the way something's cut, they'll change everything. And they'll do reshoots and they'll re-edit the movie supposedly Suicide Squad was pretty much done. And then the company that made the trailer for the movie for Suicide Squad did such a good job cutting together the trailer, Warner Brothers came in and said, oh, hey, we want you guys to go back and re-edit the whole movie. Huh. Yeah. So, which is why at the beginning of Suicide Squad, the first, like, 20 minutes is them introducing and then reintroducing every single character in the movie. And it's just kind of weird, and that's why, because they actually had these people go back mm. and recut the movie. Yeah, so... It's a word that I want to make out with you right now. Well, Sonny, no, that would not be weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'm used to being the third wheel of my sing-glass. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, that's the end of this podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs> but going off... Okay, so going off of the... You know, we were talking about the best Batman versus the worst Batman. Mm-hmm. So, another big argument with mine, especially with, one, with my good friend, is who's the best Joker? Mm-hmm. Who's the worst Joker? Now, I also bring in animated Jokers as well. Because mm-hmm. the ones that touch dealing in my heart is one of course the late great Heath Ledger mm. is a joker and but animated it has to be Mark Hamill's joker because mm. he's still I mean one he's doing all the Arkham games mm. um but those two I just loved it and then of course Jack was it Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson yeah Jack Nicholson's joker is just for old joker it's him yeah. so <clears throat> I really don't think anyone has played a bad Joker, though, mm-hmm. so that's... I mean, that's a little different. I mean, it, it, even... Um, who was the guy that was the Joker in, in the old, you know, wham, bam? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, um, that... Julius something, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even that guy was good. You you really can't say there's been one guy that was bad at playing the Joker. Um, well, not un- necessarily... Unlike sorry. Batman. Yeah. You know? Well, not, not necessarily a bad Joker, but just... You know, who was your, like, least, least, least one that stuck out to you? Yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill does a phenomenal job voicing the Joker all the way back to Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a movie, uh, Batman Beyond the Return of the Joker, that was just phenomenal. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. That. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, yes. Yeah. I mean, different version of the Joker, more of the, the clown prince of crime with that. You know, he really brought out the clown part of that. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Burgess Meredith was the penguin. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. Mm-hmm. Series. yeah oh, the, the old school, yeah. like I said, yeah, wham, I bam, yeah. Adam West Batman. Adam West yeah. Batman, yeah. Um, which, you know, 
was good for what it was. That was more campy, you know. It, it was a good, like, for cartoon. It was a like different that. time and, and made for a different crowd back then. You right. couldn't have put on, yeah. you know, Batman what he is now back in the 1960s and The Lego Batman movie was really funny because I think was the old Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, that movie's funny because they just bring everything about that Batman was cute. into one. <laughs> you know, and he's doing his Batman rap. and The Batman song. Yeah. 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 Um, Batman's definitely the most egotistical superhero. He's yes. Just, I'm Batman. I mean, everything he does, he just knows that he's... Well, he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a dude. He's a dude tech. He's pretty much DC's Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's really? like, well, if you took away his money... No, I mean, Batman, if you took away his suit and all his gadgets and everything... He could still whoop somebody's yeah, ass. He, he, he could still beat up somebody. Yeah, whereas in like Iron Man, you take away his suit and Tony Stark isn't going to really do anything no. other than get drunk. Because <laughs> that's what Tony Stark does best. Yes. But, he, he collects, gets money, gets drunk. <laughs> um, anyway, back to our, our point of topic here. Um, yeah, I mean, DC just... DC needs to get their shit together. They they have so many stories that that go over so well in the comic books, and the thing is, there's a reason that people like those stories, and there's a reason that they have such a big, you know, base of fans because they're good stories. And then Hollywood gets their hands on them and thinks that they got to change them, and move pieces around and make things different to tell it their way. And I just I don't get that that train of thought if something is already working why change it just transfer it from the pages of the comic book to the movie screen and you'll be successful i mean it's it's not a hard formula to follow i don't understand what they're thinking (laughs) yeah but i mean it's just like i mean with the justice league i mean it's just it's just bad. It's kind of hard to just pick something out, but the one thing, this is my nerdy side that I really just nitpick, like the Flash. Everyone knows the Flash has yellow lightning, right? What's in the movie? Blue lightning. The only time he really... The only time he really goes. Do you think anybody else cares? Uh, yeah, trust me, all my, all my friends pretty much picked it out. But it was... And it's See, only... this is this is more my issue with that. You know, you can make the lightning blue and it can still look awesome. Just so the Flash's whole thing is he's fast. That's his thing. That's the Flash's thing. And then what do mm-hmm. they do? They make Superman as fast as the Flash. What the fuck is the Flash there for? Yeah, and now what's his the... purpose now? If Superman can do what he do, why not then get rid of the Flash? I mean... Why is the Flash even there? Oh, but and see, they, I thought that was funny, though, that Superman was, like, watching him out of the corner of his eye while he's beating up everyone else. I thought that was funny. But see, you don't want to say that to my friend because he's a diehard Flash fan. This is, this is how I get all my Flash mm. knowledge. It's because there's only one time, I forget what it's called, it's, like, God or something like that, that he, that's when he becomes blue. That's when mm. he gets the blue lightning. But when he's, like, what he is in the Justice League, he just has the yellow lightning. But... But yeah, going up with the Superman versus the Superman and the Flash thing. I mean, now, you know, there's a big beef between who's faster. And I mean, I've seen legit arguments over who's faster, the Flash or Superman. And it's just insane. But 
exactly like what he was saying. If you just get rid of the just get make Superman just as fast, why have the Flash? And, just get rid you of know, the Flash. You know that, that's that's the Superman syndrome, really. It's if he can do everything, if he's all powerful, then what's everybody else there for? And the sad thing is, they point that out right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, where Batman's fighting some random criminal on a rooftop, which as big of a gallery of villains as the Batman has, why is he just fighting some Joe Schmo criminal? Why why didn't they make it someone that you know make it the penguin or the Riddler or Bane or, is somebody or... it's just some random Joe Schmo who's like, oh, oh the aliens are coming because they know Superman's not here, right? What are we gonna do? Right there you're saying it that you guys are screwed without Superman. <laughs> yeah. I mean can we talk about like how Zack Snyder had to leave directing because of his kid? Like, do you think that screwed up the that, movie? That's unfortunate and there's the um yeah, allegedly there's a Snyder cut of the movie. But I really can't see it making that big of a difference or being that much better, honestly. Zack Snyder's a, a brilliant director, but he did Batman vs. Superman too. Uh, yeah, so, terrible. you know, you can't really make that argument that if he didn't have to leave halfway through, you know, due to family tragedies, um, that it would have been a, a, a great movie because, unfortunately, Batman vs. Superman was not. Yeah. Um, so, Wonder Woman was was a good movie. Yes, um, I'll agree with that one, yeah. Because it kind of paved its own path. But it didn't... It didn't stray off from what Wonder Woman is and, and her background or where she came from. Um, you like, know, because it was a lady director. I'm just gonna say that. Really, really, that's that's um, what's going Wonder Woman was a good movie. <laughs> um, but even you know, Cyborg. Just take Cyborg as a prime example. And the comic book Cyborg isn't such a dark. My dad hates me, and I'm just a cyborg, and I'm not even human anymore. He's he's a more of a fun character and an uplifting character, and yeah, kind of you know, especially in Teen Titans, they they could have really gained a whole nother audience with that with some of the younger kids if they made Cyborg more of a fun character right. that they know from the cartoons already, you know. And I'm not saying he has to be a complete goofball like he is in the cartoons, but made him more lighthearted and just, you know, kind of almost like what they tried to do with The Flash, where yeah. he's just, you know, happy to be there kind of thing, you know? But it's 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 kind of sad that DC has so much potential, and, and they just, they can't seem to get it right, you know? And I almost feel like Marvel's laughing in their face now. Yeah, right. Especially <laughs> now with, like... Marvel just can't seem to make a movie now i mean everything yeah. they do is just it's good because it, it it all links together and it's such a big universe they have now and all these pieces just fit so well together and even if they have to change something from the comics they do it in a way that makes sense yes in a way that fans aren't like oh well that's stupid and why would you do that it, it if they need to change something it's because it's integral to the story and it makes the story work. So right. the fans don't mind. Whereas in DC seems to change things just for the sake of changing them. Mm-hmm. Well, with Titans, I mean, we saw the trailer. And it's just, I mean, it's just bad. 
all together. I mean, fuck Batman. Yeah, that was Robin's biggest line was fuck Batman. And you know, hey, if if you want to make Robin more dark and make him more into a Nightwing type of character, um, that that's fine. But they made Raven like this little whiny girl. Yeah, you know? and she's like this dark and really I powerful. Mean, she's, She's brooding in the comics, but she's not whining like, oh, please help me, save me. Right. You know, she can fend for herself. It's Starfire. Oh. Yes, it's not... What nothing, did they do to Starfire? I know, it's nothing against the actor. I mean, she'll probably do a great job at Starfire, but... It Starfire's looks, looks is... It's a TV show, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a TV show. So, so, supposedly DC wants to start their own network. Um, where you have to pay a monthly subscription to have access to it, and everything that DC has available for movies, to animated movies, to television shows, is going to be available in this network. And the only way to see Titans is going to be to subscribe to that network, which is why you can get away with saying, fuck Batman. But... So, here's a question. So do you think, because... It seems like, is DC doing a lot of just TV shows? Like, should they stick to that? Because it seems like those are better than the movies. No. Did you watch Gotham? Parts of it. Exactly. Exactly. Because Gotham, you know, they make make the commercials look good. They make it seem like the premise is good. But it's like they, they take Batman and make him a kid. But yet all the villains are in their present state as like when Batman's an adult in the comics. And they, they kind of base it off the... They're trying to make the show about the villains, but yet Batman's still there as a kid. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't mm. add up. And then, you know, they have the one guy, Jerome, that's supposed to be the Joker, but they won't come out and say he's the Joker, but yet everybody kind of knows that he's... So it's like they're teasing people when they shouldn't be. I mean, if he's going to be the Joker, just make him the Joker and, and make the story legit mm. and just go with it. Why... Why tease it for four seasons right. and then never go through with it? It just it doesn't make any sense. And they they've done little things like that before, like Birds of Prey. They did a show with that where it was kind of you know within the DC universe, but at the same time it wasn't. And it is it's just weird. I I, I mean they they DC owns all their characters. It's right. not like Marvel. Where they have to kind of play cat and mouse with everything because they don't have the rights to them all. DC has the rights to all their characters. So there's really no reason for them not to create a universe Mm -hmm. that spans between their movies and their television shows. Right. Well, for me, I mean, I was a fan of Gotham. I mean, I just liked seeing almost the starting points for pretty much Gordon and uh, Bat and Bruce Wayne as a kid and all the villains, especially the guy who plays the Riddler. I think he's doing a fantastic job as the Riddler. He definitely plays that def- definitely that bipolar mm-hmm. like mentality that the Riddler has. Um, Jerome, well now I guess now they're definitely like you said teasing the Jokers. Now he has the slick back hair and he's wearing purple suits and all that like the Joker has. Um, the, the, the girl who plays Catwoman, she's amazing. Um, but I just, I stopped watching it because like you said, it was, it was just getting drawn out of just teasing this guy and this one and like, um, was it Fireflies in it and whatnot and, <clears throat> and then they did a whole thing with Mr. Freeze and 
but it's just lost its track. Yeah, I only watched after the, the whole I watched the first season, and then I don't know why. I guess I got bored. Exactly. You get yeah. bored with it because they, there's really no sense of direction with where they're going. I mean, if, if Batman's going to be a kid... Where where's he come in? Where he's gonna stop these villains and really do something? It's almost like that's a whole separate story mm-hmm. from what's going on with the villains, you know. Which is fine, but there has to be a payoff with it, and I feel like there really never is any kind of payoff, you know. But you know what show I did like, and this is like completely off topic. I liked Sleepy Hollow. Did you watch Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, I did. I did. I Only because it, it was yeah. on. Like, well, I think it was on. Was it on after Gotham or before Gotham? It was like just after Gotham or something. Like the show after I Gotham. I liked that show, but they could have done it so much better. Like they killed wow. off. I I never realized the headless horseman was part of the the DC universe. <laughs> Fuck off! I'm just he is saying. Now. <laughs> Although he would make a pretty great villain for Batman. Fuck off! We're talking about fucking sci-fi like Sleepy Hollow is sci-fi and it was on after Gotham so I'm gonna talk about it I thought it was good but then they killed off like the main character in like the one season and then it was like did the headless horseman kill him no did he throw his pumpkin head at him why are you making fun of it it was a good show I'm sure it was it was a good show it was decent but they killed off like the main character and then it was supposed to be Ichabod Crane so they brought Ichabod Crane back from the dead into modern times, which sounds really stupid, but it was actually really interesting. And then, but then they killed off his, like, ins- like lieutenant chick that he was working with that worked with the department. They killed her off, and then they thought that it was, the show was going to go without those two as the buddy cops, like, for the season, and then it, like, died. And I don't, I don't know. Was it, well, I stopped watching Gotham when, going back on the Gotham thing, it gets back onto the DC side. Thanks for Fuck off, back you guys. On <laughs> Fuck off. So, I stopped watching it when, it was when, um, back when Bruce Wayne just got out, what was it, was it the Legion of Shadows he trained with? Mm, yeah. Um, he just... <laughs> but he just got out of that, and he's actually starting to turn into Batman, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And because he is like, he has like a little black sweater on and pants, and he does have a mask. A black sweater? I know. Oh my god! So and, I could go put on a black and sweater. And it's a turtleneck and too. <laughs> and it's a turtleneck too. So he fancy. <laughs> but def- and also one of my favorite guys, the guy who plays Alfred. He's definitely a nice. He's definitely a really good actor to play that part. So you like Gotham? I did. I said I, don't, I stopped watching it like religiously, like I used to. But it was not a horrible show. What season is it on now? I think four or five. So it's only on its fifth season, and you're already bored of it. Yeah, like, and I like said, it just like I said, because this literally Jerome died twice. Yeah, he, he died already, and then someone at Arkham Asylum brought him back, and then he died again, and now he's back again. But apparently, it's, it's his Jerome's twin, twin brother. brother. So I, I have no idea. Yeah. What a twist is M. What's M. a twist? Is M. Night Shyamalan writing Gotham? I mean, Apparently. Because <laughs> there's so many twists. So so has anybody heard about this Joker origin movie they're making? That would be amazing. Have you heard who's going to play did you the t- Joker? You told me who the Joker was. It, it wasn't. Please tell me it's not Jared Leto. Joaquin Phoenix. But he's so, like 45. Exactly. Yeah, I know. So but... Jared Leto played the Joker in Suicide Squad... But this is going to be an origin movie 
where somebody in their 40s well, is going to play the Joker. Jared Leto is also 45. But at least he really? doesn't look... Wait, he's, he's really 45? He's at least 40. He's older than He me. doesn't look 45. Unless and that... here comes Sonny's random knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Jared Leto was my boyfriend when he was on So Called Life. My So Called uh, Life. Wow. Sonny's had a lot of celebrity boyfriends. And... I said, wow, you're cheating on uh, Roman Reigns for <laughs> Jared Leto? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Oh, tomato. Oh, tomato. <laughs> Jared Leto will be 47 in December. And how, how old is wow. Joaquin? Joaquin's got to be older than Jared. In his 50s. He has to be. He has to be. Know. There's no way he's not. I don't know. No, he's younger. Seriously. He will be... He's 43. He'll be 44 Oh, he is not aged no, well. No, he's not. Time has not well, been well to Mr. Let's be honest. Like, didn't he watch his brother die? I mean, yes, fuck poor you River. Yeah. Poor River Phoenix. River that Phoenix was, so was amazing. Sad. Yeah. River Phoenix was another boyfriend. Yeah. River Phoenix was my boyfriend, too. Oh, and The Rock? And The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, they're doing an origin movie. So... Is it going to show him get those stupid tattoos on his face? I don't know. I'm sorry. Jared Leto's Joker was not the Joker for me. But the thing is, that Joker could have been good if they would have, like I said at the beginning of the show, if they would have made him the villain of the movie. Yeah, I can see that. You know? and If if it would have been him trying to get Harley back, but... Being a villain. a villain about it, yeah. like trying, you know, going against everything. I love trying... Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She was good as she Harley good. Quinn, but just they didn't really do themselves any favor showing the abusive relationship of of her with the Joker and her being okay with it. They tried. Right. They put too much into that movie. Like they should have focused on the more. squad, really. Let's yeah. just just focus more because they, there were so many people that they were trying to explain, and then they didn't explain. And this is gonna be bad. The the one guy, the first guy that got killed with the the device, Captain Boomerang. Oh, yeah. oh no no no! Uh, Slipknot. 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 Yeah. Yes. Slipknot. He was just like I'm out of here, guys, and he hit his little thing, and, and then he. And they yeah. didn't, but they never explained his character, so you knew already that he exactly. wasn't going to last very They might long. as well have just put him in a red shirt. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you just... I'm first to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, how do you guys, how'd you guys feel about Will, Will Smith as Deadshot? <sighs> Will Smith played Will Smith as a sympathetic character. I mean, it's... Will Smith always kind of plays Will Smith. Exactly. It's just... Except, um, I really did like him in Hancock. He was great in Hancock. That movie is very underrated. I, 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 I like, like it that too. Movie. Mm-hmm. But when Will Smith gets into that, like, oh, I'm going to do what I need to do, but I still love my family, and I'm only doing this because I love my little girl, or I love mm-hmm. my wife, or I love my kid. Like, it's always the same character with that, you know? And it's just, it's kind of blah, especially considering Deadshot's just such a badass character in the comics. Like, and they, I, I, just, I think there were too many characters and not enough movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like yeah. they tried to make you feel sympathy for everyone. Yeah. And it's not what it should have been. I mean, the Suicide Squad always has just been a group of villains that's expendable that get sent out to do jobs that the government doesn't want to do. And that's that's what it should have been. It should have been like the Joker 
had like a fortress set up and he's holed up in it and she sends them in to get the Joker out of there. Right. You know, dead or alive, go get the Joker. And it's them trying to penetrate his fortress and, and yeah. that, that would have been so much better in, instead of this blob of a movie. That, yeah, and, I'm oh, sorry, but even like, like a fortress thing, like the, like the, the squad can go in. I mean, you saw the one scene and he's laid out in guns. Yeah. And he can hire an army. Could you imagine all the, all those guns in the hands of someone going against right. the squad? Yeah. That would be it insane. Just been, it could have just been like a, an old carnival that he overtook. And he has yeah. like, say he has a nuclear weapon in there. And it's just, you know, well, this isn't worth us sending soldiers in to die. We're going to send in the suicide squad to take care of this. You know, and, and Joker could have had all his henchmen in there. That's what they're trying to get through. And not these supernatural... It's The thing is with, with movies, and, and Marvel's guilty of this too, it's always like every villain has to have this army of just generic soldiers right. that can die with no, you know, consequences at their expense. You know, and that's, they did the same thing with this. Even if the Joker had henchmen, he could have had henchmen that, like... They told stories about and, and had meaning behind them. And say one of the henchmen get killed, you could still feel, for whatever reason, about that henchman. Yeah, you know? right. Have a part where he's having a conversation with somebody about how, like, man, he's only got to do one more job for the Joker, and, and he's going to be okay, and he can take his wife and his kids off somewhere. And, you know, but instead it's just this generic CG army of no-faced demons or whatever right. that they're killing, you know? Yeah, the squad had potential, but it was just executed poorly, and like like she's like Sonny said, there was just too many characters, but not enough movie to explain everything. Especially the random showing of Ben Affleck at the end, the very no, end? he showed no, at the he beginning. showed him in the movie. Was he in the beginning? I thought he was at, at the, the very. No, end it was of at it. the beginning where he's busting Harley and the Joker, and they're in that purple Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't Ferrari. he show up? But he shows up like in the that scene at the after the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then that, that was the too. Justice League. Yeah, that was yeah. setting up the Justice League. Yeah, because um, you know, everybody has to do after credit scenes now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really say there was too many characters because Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy is a prime example of a movie where they took characters that no one knew anything about and they set them up perfectly. And mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, you feel forever... A freaking raccoon. A talking raccoon. You're caring about. But that's because Marvel can... They've... They have better writers, honestly, because they there's a way to tell a story where you're you're telling the story of the people without being like this is Deadshot and this is Harley Quinn and this is so and so. Like you can tell a story without having to organically, like, without singling people out. Yeah, and that's why right. Marvel is better yeah. at doing it because they just have better storytelling and better writers. Yeah. They, they work the other characters into the story, like I said, organically. They're not forcing them in your face, like mm-hmm. you like you just said. Like at the beginning of Suicide Squad, where it's just like, you know, they have the big words pop up. Harley Quinn, and this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and you know, they're, they're just throw, literally throwing these characters on the screen mm-hmm. at you. Whereas in Guardians of the Galaxy, you, you saw, you know, Peter Quill, how he... You know, his, his mom died. died. His mom fucking dies at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, Rocket and Groot are on their own mission, yeah. and they kind of, you know, work their way in there, and everybody just meets 
over happenstance and becomes this group that cares about each other. And you learn that everyone's got dead people. Yeah, everybody has dead people. And it's just like, oh my God, it's so true. Like, you know, and it really hits you in the feels in that movie. And that's the thing, there's so there's so many moments in Marvel movies that, that really hit on a human down-to-earth level for a superhero movie, you know? And they they really have a way of getting on that that level with everything. Whereas in DC, just they they can't seem to find solid footing on that. You know, they they want it to be dark and they want it to be gritty, but at the same time, then they're like, oh, we need to be more like Marvel and be more lighthearted. And they try to change things up, and it's just they need to cut their own path and do their own thing and stop worrying about what everybody's gonna think and just just do it. I think I think DC's problem is they're trying to be something they're not like. I liked the Justice League because I thought the humor was like more it was more subtle, but I also thought they were trying too hard mm-hmm. at the same time. We're like Marvel like they are just better at like the sarcastic whatever. We're like DC just they're dark and they just need to like go after being dark and stop trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> When he was, when TJ was talking about like get like feeling for these heroes, prime example is when you're sitting there watching Infinity War when it came out, and and everyone pretty much dies except for like the senior Avengers. You saw people crying when like one of their favorite superheroes died, and because that, that emotionally torn apart because they were so emotionally attached to these superheroes that came from this movie, and. If, like let's say let's just say the next Justice League movie the just like pretty much all the Justice League dies. From Superman somebody. died at the end of Batman versus Superman. Did anybody care? No, and nobody just, cared. Nobody in that theater was like, oh my god, Superman just died. Nobody cared because they were just happy that the movie was almost over. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my god, like they were like, what? Did I miss anything? I just took a nap. <laughs> That's me in every movie theater. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so let let's let's kind of put a knot on everything here, and let's just go go around. And if everybody could choose one thing to change, that if you you were suddenly put in charge of the DC universe to make the next movie, what would you do to make it great? We'll start with Tomato. Ooh, that's a good question. Well, kind of like. Kind of like what Sonny said, I mean, DC just needs to be DC. They need to stop making them, like, competing themselves against Marvel and throwing Marvel stuff into their movies. Mm-hmm. If you want to make Batman dark and nasty and gritty and violent, make Batman dark, nasty, and violent. Make, and Superman, if he wants to be kind of like the lighthearted character but have really dark moments, do that. Just stop trying to make what Marvel does. So... Pretty much, I mean, I would just keep DC, just DC, and since they're known for darker stuff, keep it dark. Keep it almost like horror film esque dark, in a way, and just keep it like that. I mean, we saw was it the bad joke, the the animated Batman the movie, the killing joke, the killing joke. Yes, I'm sorry, the killing joke. That was probably one of the darkest Batman films, and it was fantastic. And just keep, I would just keep it dark. And they wanted to keep it like that. Mm-hmm. If if I was DC, 
I would not do another collaborative superhero movie for at least another six to eight years. No, and, and I'm not being mean about this. What I'm saying is I would take the same route, and I'm not saying Rick Marvel, but make a solo Batman movie. Which they have not done yet, which is kind of crazy. And not that, really, no. And, and supposedly it's in the works, but you keep hearing like, "Oh, Ben Affleck's not going to be Batman now." And it's, look, DC, get your shit together. If Ben Affleck isn't going to be Batman, find somebody else to do it. We don't care who is Batman, as long as it's good. We don't care. It doesn't have to be some big A-list celebrity. You could take Joe Schmo off the street as long as he can go on oh, Batman and kick ass. <laughs> That's all we want. Make a Superman movie where it's Superman actually going up against someone that's on his same power level and it's just him fighting almost the entire movie. Do a Death of Superman movie where it's literally him fighting Doomsday even though we already saw it. But it's him versus Doomsday the entire movie. Do it how it's done in the comics where the beginning of the movie is just Doomsday punching his way out of his cell and then just wreaking havoc throughout the nation before Superman stops him and they literally battle it out. A whole a whole two or three comic books was just him versus Doomsday. Do a Green Lantern movie without CG everything <laughs> and without freaking yellow buggers from space coming to, to ruin the Earth. And do it right and make Hal Jordan not just have a sense of humor but have the sense of pride and the sense of heroism that he does in the comic books. Make a freaking cyborg movie where he's actually kind of fun-loving and not just some blah, blah, blah jerk that nobody cares about. Wonder Woman, keep doing what you're doing with him. Wonder, or her. Uh, Aquaman talks to fish, nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Sonny, what would you do? What would I do? No, I just think that DC needs to remember that there's there's room for everyone and they need to stop trying to be something that they're not because if they went dark, there's an audience for that. There's an audience for everything. Like there are there are freaks out there who will like buy babies in a jar. Like there there are people who will go and watch a dark movie. It doesn't always have to be funny. Like if the humor the humor can be accidental. Like, a sad movie, a dark movie can still have humor in it, but you don't have to force it. And I just think that they're trying too hard a lot of the time. You mean how, like... Like, geez. we're forcing people to have fun with their... We are, with our scheduled force right fun, so... Yeah, I, DC, quit being like us and forcing shit on people. <laughs> so, so anyway, so this is an episode... 98 of the Scheduled Force One podcast. That's right. And if you haven't seen the first 97 and you, episodes... And you can follow us at Force Fun Pod on Twitter.